Hey, Chad. Hi, Cameron. It's been like a couple weeks now, right? Yeah, yeah. We had rough. We had a rough time with the uh, with the holidays and with the sickness and the uh, the other holidays. Yeah, I was mostly sick. I it's weird. I had COVID, and that wasn't as bad as the cold because man, that left me like without a voice for a whole week. Yeah, yeah, you said uh, you sounded like you were in some pretty rough shape. There's some weird shit just going around because I know almost almost every like podcast too. Like I, I listen to a lot of shows, and I don't know how many people talked about how they were completely out of commission the last couple weeks. So it's just yeah, yeah weird. I like how my microphone was working fine three hours ago, and then I have to actually record something useful. And then it's like, hey, fuck you. That sounds like a plan. <clears throat> 2023. Well, it, it has been a little bit. Have uh, you been up to anything fun since we last chatted? Yeah, I got a, I got a Lego set for Christmas. I got the, the Van Gogh Starry Night one, and I put Ooh, that together and, and hung pretty. it on my... Uh, yeah, hung it on my wall as like a, an actual painting. Like it's in my living room. It's cool. No, that's a nice piece. That's a that's a good one to have. It's a really fun build for the most part. Like all the little details, the clouds, the foreground, like the the cathedral and the tree, all that stuff's really really cool. And like it goes together, and you feel clever. Like you're like, oh man, this is like so well thought out. The uh, the background and the frame, a little more utilitarian, a little more boring. But for the most part, it's a really really great Lego set. I made the uh, the cat kind of help me build it. I, I like to do <laughs> that, you know, sit on the floor, empty the bags out. Um, <clears throat> cat jumps in the box and then bats at the pieces and tries to chew on them. And I tell him no. And he looks at me and, you know, it's like how you did it when you were a kid. And then and so that was also really fun to just do that. Well, sounds good. <clears throat> me. Yeah, I was doing some hobby stuff, too. I was uh, catching up on some models I meant to paint. Yeah, you got some really cute little goblins. Yeah, I got. Uh, I've been buying models off Etsy, just like generic stuff. It's not for a game, and just you know, for the sake of painting something, just to paint it. Because I feel mm. like sometimes with the game pieces, I feel real restricted that like there has to be a certain amount of utility. Like the base has to look a certain way so that the game works, or they they have to be uniform so that they're part of the same team. So it's kind of yeah. like, I'm just going to get some goblins and a mermaid and um, I painted a little Final Fantasy wizard and I'm trying out these new paints and stuff. And then, yeah, that it was fun. I, I had a good time. I couldn't talk, but nice. I, I managed to entertain myself. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm still continuing with that Gundam model. Um, I primed the arms. Everything's primed. I've got most of the blue done across the whole thing. I got to do another coat on the arm with the shield. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of accent colors I want to use on this as far as like the gun, um, some of the cooler things on the shield. I feel like I feel like I should do something interesting with it, but I don't know what yet. So I was going to do uh, a little bit of silver as an accent, but I don't want to go overboard with the silver. So I got to come up with a color like what color should i do the hilt of his sword that kind of thing like I, I don't i legitimately don't know right maybe like a lighter gray and then that'll fit in or should i do something kind of <laughs> weird i don't uh as i've as i start blocking in more colors i'll have to make some decisions but it's a it's a fun hands-on kind of exercise to have yeah i've been i've been a lot more lazy with this blue like i'm not watering it down at all i'm just kind of lathering it on so it's drying a little it's not the best coat but it's a shitty shitty coverage and i'm, I'm kind of beyond caring i'm just i want to get it done or at least get to where i i stopped so that i can go forward some more um excited to start throwing the gray down the gray covers really well it's a really great shade of gray that i plan on be using with it. it'll really work nice with the blue so it, it's gonna start looking cool soon or does it no, probably will. I hope so. <clears throat> I can't guarantee. I don't know. <clears throat> I gotta clear my throat. Better open this beer. Yay, beer. Mm. Trying to think. I, I feel like I had, like, stories and all this stuff, and 
all of it's gone. I, I the holidays were fun, but I don't remember any of the special things I wanted to talk about. Got a lot of liquor and we watched Wally. That was fun. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a, a an entertaining kind of couple weeks because we got a lot of really high end liquor for Christmas. Basically, everybody bought everybody a bottle kind of thing. Like, and we're going through it really fast. And so my dad's like, "Oh, well, we're drinking a lot more. We should probably go buy like a bottle of Jack Daniels so we don't hit the the expensive stuff every day." And I'm thinking like, or we could just not drink every day. But he wanted to throw more liquor at the problem instead of less, so now he's got a bottle of Jack Daniels. That sounds good, too. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's January, <laughs> and it's fucking cold out, and it's dark all the time, and I haven't seen the sun in a while, and it's misty, and just... I, you get home, and you're like, you know what I want is a drink. You drinking anything tonight? Uh, yeah, I made myself up a uh, Brandy Manhattan. I haven't yep. had one of these in a while, and was also feeling guilty about how fast I've been drinking my good bottle. So it's like, you know what, let's go, let's go a uh, little, little little plastic bottle today. These are good, though. I actually haven't had these in a while. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I got a, uh, a Sapporo, because <clears throat> I, I want to... Oh, that's a good beer. It's a good beer, but also I wanted to get in a japanese mood. I think, um, I think they, they brew that in Wisconsin. Like, I think I can go to the, the that might be in La Crosse or Milwaukee. That it's would either be really fun close to... to me or four hours away. I want to go. Do they brew Sapporo in Wisconsin? <clears throat> Across Wisconsin Beer Syndicate. I think I think we do brew it here. There was a class action lawsuit because uh, apparently it's marketed as a Japanese beer, but it's made in the USA, and people were mad. The recipe is from Japan. Well, I, who who cares where it was physically made? You yeah, know, I guess some, no Fuck people yeah. do care. That's a whatever. <clears throat> whatever. I wish I had more things to talk about. I, I well, what's I feel the like rule? my my life has been so work heavy. Um, partly with work, work, and then working on my book, which is now done. I finished the 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 final edit yesterday for this uh this book, and I'm That's starting to news. format it. Yeah, so that's been fun, kind of. I mean, it's not fun. Towards the end, it sucks. You're just so miserable, and it's the worst thing ever. Don't get into writing anybody. It sucks. It's hard, and you're never happy. You finish something, you put it out, and you're like, well, I got to do the next one now, even though you don't write sequels. But it's, it's, you, I, I have, uh, I'm really bad about, like, being content, so I'm just not. That that's like that's my secret is I'm just I'm just not content. I'm always not con I was trying to do a, the, the 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 Hulk thing and I fucked it up. <laughs> you you wanna know my secret, Captain America? My secret is my my good I, I write I'm a I'm a write I write my own material. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck you, Captain America. Okay, but what's the rule? What's the rule for the show? Um, we end on a glad space. No, not everything has to be content. You got to live your life. Yeah, and that's not worry true. about it. I am going to live my life and not worry about it. Um, but on that subject, I did give you homework. Did you do your homework? Yeah, I listened to. I listened to. You sent me a Splatoon playlist 18 tracks but most of them are fairly short around two and a half to three minutes um i'm guessing this is from all three games that's right uh this was a fun i didn't i didn't take any notes and i apologize for that but this is a this is a really neat uh listening experience i, I had a lot of fun going through this a couple times i don't know if you want to introduce this well i guess before we talk about the music too much um I'm curious, like, have you ever played Splatoon? I've seen the porn. But have you ever played the game? There's a game. Are you, like, at all familiar with the game? Like, have Yeah, you, have... it's, a, it's a shooter, and okay. you put, uh, you, you splow out, so you splow your tune on the ground so it changes color, and then you can go through it, and you gotta take over and put more colors, and that's how you can turn into a squid now instead of a kid now. Um, 
I believe there are heavy and light and maybe mid classes, so they have different weapons. I, I like this platoon character in Smash Brothers. I play her a lot. Okay, so you're you're relatively familiar. Um, I wasn't sure if you knew anything about this at all or not going in. So I was kind of curious, like, you know, uh, what your take would be. Like, how much of this was new to you and how much of it were you, like, prepared for? I mean, the, the music was all new. I've never really, I haven't seen a lot of footage of it. And when I have seen footage of it, either someone's talking over it or there's a lot of gameplay sounds, you know, guns going off and explosions and, and points being awarded or whatever they are. So this was, this was, this was new to me, kind of full stop. And then uh, learning that they're supposed to be like, these are real bands, real artists in the Splatoon world. These are, you know, there are there are vocal melodies and vocals over this, but they're in a, a made-up language that the squids speak. That was all fairly new to me uh, going in. Yeah, so that's actually what I wanted to kind of talk about. Like, I thought it would be fun to talk about Splatoon primarily because I like the music. But I feel like it's kind of unique in that the soundtrack is diegetic. Which I can't think of many games that do that. Yeah, I'm not uh I'm not really coming up with a whole lot. I'm sure there's some indie ones that are I guess like technically the rock band ones are. Um yeah, I mean you could you could say music games are. I was th- going to say Jet Set Radio, which is similarly um, you know, youth culture. Hello fellow children, you like your headphones, right? I do like my headphones. I'm not a fellow youth culture, though. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it's cool to have that. Um, I think I think it adds to the atmosphere. It's sort of like uh, in Overwatch, Lucio is a a musician of of some kind of, and I think some of his music shows up in the game, right? Yeah, actually, uh, there's a new level that takes place uh, wherever he is based out of, and you actually see his studio. And also, like, the payload is, like, a big float that you're escorting to a show for him. And it plays music, too. Oh, that's cool. It yeah. adds a lot to the world. and the it just It's such a flavor text kind of thing, right? Like, it just it makes things feel a little more vibrant and a little more real and draws you in just a little more. So it is really cool. I'm kind of surprised it's not a more common practice, but I also understand the amount of work involved. It's just a very different approach, for sure. Um, but what, what I liked about Splatoon specifically it was uh, not just the diegetic aspect of it, but also that there are multiple bands, and each band has their own sound. Which adds another layer of like hard work to put the soundtrack together. Yeah, I would love to know more about the making of these soundtracks, because one thing that, I mean, what I was really surprised by was the the variety in different genre, different soundscapes, different uh, kind of everything. I no no two songs really sound that's that similar, except ones that are probably by like the same quote unquote band. Okay, actually, um, I want you to see this before we get into the the listing. Uh, here's some behind the scenes footage they put up on the Nintendo page. Opening and. Oh, hell yeah, it's all real instruments, too. Wow, I never would have guessed that these were real singers just, like, really fucked with with a vocoder. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was real vocals. I, I thought they were all, like, Hatsune Miku thing. I was like, because a lot of them sound like a, a Vocaloid. Um, well, they're just, like, they're wild-wide to hell and back. It's really cool. Wow, the freaking this whole whole soundtrack's all like real instruments. That is nuts. And also probably why it sounds so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a there's an energy and a vibe to some of these songs. Like this sounds just like a legitimate kind of like punk rock song. Like holy shit. Like it's got that kind of loose um whatever it is going on, you know, where like it it, it feels very realistic. It feels very uh off the cuff and off the wall and just it has that, yeah, freaking the Deluge Dirge, which I'm uh, watching this guy play the, ch- uh, I think this is a cello. Man, that song's fucking dope. Oh, yeah. 
but seriously, these um, the real instruments make a difference. And considering how like weird and goofy the setting is, it's interesting that they decided to use real instruments. Yeah, because there's no way, like this is this is expensive what they did. Because I mean, like my dumbass can take these and, and get virtual stuff and, and draw it all out in a piano roll, and I can make, I don't know, I can compose a song in like a four to eight hours, depending on how complicated it is. And so having this all done or you got to record everything you got to set up the recording process you got to freaking mic up the drums that's a huge pain in the ass um they put a lot of extra work that they i don't know probably did not need to do like i don't know if people would have noticed if they had half-assed this a bit because it's background music and like if background music is doing its job you largely don't notice it you just kind of enjoy it if it's really really good you're like oh fuck and if it's really really bad you're like ah that kind of sucks but whatever it's not while i'm here and so the fact that they really, really went for it is cool. There we go. So yeah, um, do you want to talk about the playlist then? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't know if we just want to start at the top. Yeah, let's start with this first one. So I, I opened with Splat Attack. And I picked this because it's basically like the World 1-1 basic ass. Like, if you saw someone on the street with a Splatoon t-shirt... And he asked him, hey, what's the what's the music that plays when you do Splatoon? They'd probably think of this first. Sure. This is um this was like that first surprise, right? Because this started up, and I was like, "This sounds kind of like like a surf rock or pop punk." You know, there, there's there's that kind of vibe going on. I'm like, "Oh, this is fucking cool!" Like, there's real guitar in here that sounds really good. The drums are really cool. I like the um the over kind of melodies on. I'm guessing it's a keyboard. And then the uh, the vocals hit, and I'm like, "Oh, don't know about those." Um, I I, I think. They're done better in a lot of other songs on this playlist, but for like my preference, I don't quite like how these sound. They're very muddy. They're they're really low in the mix in kind of a weird way. Um, I, I I wish they weren't quite as distorted. Maybe I don't know. It's yeah. I do want to say I think Splatoon Two does a lot better. Um, in, in refining what they had a splatoon one i think there's some neat beats uh but there was also like not many bands uh like they, they did have that gimmick going for it but almost all of the gameplay uh is done by squid squad and it's all a lot like splat attack okay i don't know what i don't quite know what the, is this like the band I yeah that's it. the album art oh okay cool cool and they're a band i did i did <laughs> <laughs> I do like this song though. Um, I do think it's cool. Yeah, this is definitely what plays in Smash Brothers. Okay. But do you want to move on to the next one? Sure. And this was another one where I was like, okay, I guess this is the vibe of this, is we're going to get a lot of, like, fun, surfy, rocky, punk kind of forward. And then this shows up, and it, it's kind of like a darker, weird, almost like pop song. I'm not really sure what exactly genre you would call this, but I was really impressed. For one thing, I think the vocals are better in this than the previous one. But it's also a really vocal forward song. Like, it's it's a pop song, so the, the singing carries a lot of it. And I was impressed that they were able to pull that off, given how distorted and weird um, the vocals are. Yeah, so this is the Squid Sisters. And the gimmick is they're like the most popular uh, pop star duo. And within the game, they act as hosts. Like, they have their own TV show. So it's like you watch their show before going out to play. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, but they're also secret agents that work for the government, and a the little end, dumb, but yeah. But the end boss, um, 
they played this song during like the fight the like the finale so this is like the big like end to the game kind of so it does have a weird sort of different sound okay um i think they also use these for splatfest which i want to explain to you <clears throat> i want to say once a month they'll do a thing where it's like a party and it's teams and you have to pick like it'll be two topics like do you like hamburgers or do you like hot dogs and you're on team hot dog and every hot dog win totals up and at the end you get more points and rewards and currency if the hot dog team wins okay but during that once you're on a team you can draw fan art like this is on the wii u so you use the tablet you want to draw a picture of a hot dog and they'll put it up on billboards and neon signs like in the game and all the maps change to night and it plays squid sister songs and it's like and there's like uh strobe lights and stuff and it's this totally different thing for just that weekend and there's all these fan art of hot dogs and hamburgers okay that's fun it's fun it's it's a quirky little thing to do <laughs> um but that's that's why this sounds different is because it's notably supposed to be a different experience sure okay that makes sense i like it though like I, once again the fact that it sounds different you're like oh this world has multiple genres of music and lots of different popular artists because that makes sense of course it would that's how that's how our world works right there's more than one bard in the fantasy realm and so i i really enjoyed this like i said i was really impressed with um, it, going off the first song, I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to like this if this is how the vocals are. Do this, I'm like, oh, this fucking works. This is actually a really, really neat, like, musical hook. Like, a gimmick. I, li I like this. Yeah, it is fun. Uh, should we go on to Quick Start? Yeah. This one reminded me of a little more like a, a tra it opens up a, it's a bit more traditional like video game music right like part of this is like this is kind of Sonic-esque yeah so this is done by Split and Splat and they got a few chiptune songs um I feel like you get it <laughs> I, I put it in there for the sake of variety, just because there wasn't that much variety in Splatoon 1. Oh, sure. It, it's fun, though, like, the, the, the chiptune stuff, but then there's also real guitar underneath. Like I said, it kind of reminds me of um, racing around, a, like, a city level in Sonic. Like, it has that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, and you know, I, I wanted to comment on a lot of these complement the gameplay, because it's very fast-paced. It is a Call of Duty-esque shooter, like, you know, you have teams and you shoot at each other, but it's kind of a race to cover as much ground as you can, as fast as you can, and a lot of the shots are like, you, you might uh, have a sniper rifle or something, but the first thing you do is you just shoot blank into the air so that your ink leaves a trail and you're immediately, like, swimming through it. So it's like you're always oh, running cool. around Sonic fast if you can. Yeah. So a lot of these like high tempo songs just complement it. Like as soon as you get into a match, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play, and you're like focused for two minutes, and then the match ends and you feel good. Should we move on to the next one? Just kind of yeah, blitz it. What's it? So is this the first one from Splatoon 2? Um, yes. Uh, this is also Trippy Chips, though. See, I think the, um, the vocals... There's a noticeable, to me, step up in how they're treating that weird vocal processing they're doing. It sounds a lot more consistent while still being weird. Yeah. But it, 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 there's a, it, it's a little more natural, and it's a lot less buried and kind of muddy in the mix to my ears. Yeah, and so I just, I thought this was a very good comparison uh, to put it right next to the Splatoon 1 version. Because it, it's like, this is an upgrade. Yeah, it's it's another one of those, like, very Sonic-esque. Uh, there's a handful of songs in here that I was like, oh, it's like, a, this could be in a Sonic game. That's cool. Like, Sonic games have good soundtracks, so if I'm, you know, making that mental connection, you did something right. But yeah, it's a pretty good piece. And again, these songs I'll listen to without the game. You know, I've liked the soundtrack since it came out. 
Yeah, I, I could see. It's funny. So I'm in that metal group, right? And, and we all listen to really weird trash can music. And uh, I, I linked a Splatoon song, uh, one of the first ones you showed me uh, before we talked about doing this. And the, one of the guys there who's like super into like noise and industrial music is like, oh, I fucking love the Splatoon soundtrack. It's really good. And it's like, man, they even got that guy. <laughs> hey, he's hard to please. He listens to weird shit. <laughs> well, what's great is like there's characters in the game that feel like they're that guy. Um, like there's sure. like you know a shady guy that kind of hangs out in an alley and he has like a bunch of like little sea urchins and it's like like oh I don't think he makes friends. He just likes those little sea urchins. Oh boy. Okay. What was next then? Uh, double bath by Bob Dub. Uh, so I want to say this plays while you're doing matchmaking. So you're just kind of staring at a loading screen while this goes. This is another kind of like really weird change of pace. Um, I really like the atmosphere of it. It's definitely, it's not my favorite song on this. It's, it's but it's not, I don't think it's meant to be. It, it's on a loading screen. It, that explains a lot. It feels like a really good <laughs> loading screen song. And the fact that they would make a 2 minutes and 12 second loading screen song, and I know they recorded the drums for real, and they have a real vocalist on a mic doing this, and there's probably someone playing a really weird instrument in the background for that kind of hip-hop beat thing going on. Like, they put a lot of work into this. Yeah, but it's got a nice sound. Like, it's not grating. I, I don't know how much I've listened to this because I sit there waiting for a match to start. So technically, I might have listened to this song the most out of anything on the soundtrack, and I'm not really sick of it. I'm kind of curious. A lot of these videos that you sent me, they have um, fan lyrics. Yeah, I do. You, do you think that's fun? Do you do you no, like that? Dislike that? I hate it, no? and I, okay. I, I really, I went out of my way to find versions that sounded good and did not have the lyrics when I could. <laughs> There's like a fan community. Like I, I love. I love Splatoon. I like the Splatoon fandom. But also there's people that like made it their personality and it was weird really fast. Sure. And there's like there's people that try to like translate the language and Nintendo said you can't. Um like there are certain catchphrases and words that characters will say sometimes and people have attributed that it was like oh that means yes or okay that means let's go and it's like no it doesn't. You don't know the language. Um, but they'll just the the fans will insist that they do know, and some of these uh, songs have fan lyrics where they try to translate it or they try to fit in words that are almost like misheard lyrics. And I, I admit it's like it's clever. Like it, it's not that they're lazy about it. I just wish they wouldn't, and I wish they would respect the art itself, not to be pretentious about it. I made it a point to not read any of them because it seemed like it defeated the whole point of what Nintendo was trying to do with this game and with the music. But I do think it's clever and I think like as as a fandom grows around something they're going to latch onto like fan projects and this to me is a really obvious first choice is oh what let's write our own lyrics to the music and see who can do it the best like I totally get that like it's turning the music into kind of fan fiction, which is neat. Like, it, it, from a fandom level, is neat. Um, like I said, I, I, I do kind of agree where I don't think it fits what the game wants. But neither does, like, making Picard and Worf fuck. And, you know, you can, you can find that. Well, let's move on to Fins and Fiddles. This one is good. I remember this one. Yes, yeah, so this is from the bottom feeders. I I love fiddles. The design of the lead uh, fiddle player, like like I have the biggest crush on her. She has the best fashion. Um, I think they only did three songs, but I, I like all of them. In fact, I think I put two of them on this list because I couldn't pick a favorite. 
Well, what's funny too is the um, the fiddle player that they recorded was a guy. Oh, actually, um, I showed you that Hatsune Miku game. Yes. All of those dances are done by the same guy. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's really good at being a 16-year-old girl. I don't know why. <laughs> God bless him. He got paid. The main um, violin melody in this song that I guess is kind of the chorus is so good. It is so fun. It doesn't sound like what I would associate with uh, like American like country fiddle music, though. It has it has a vibe to it that um, it's it's really punkish. Like it's like a folk punk song. It's really fucking cool. Yeah, in fact, there's parts where it'll go to guitar, like the the fiddle and the bleh, the fiddle and the guitar will pass the melody back and forth, and it's like oh, the fiddle's doing like a guitar riff. It's very interesting. But yeah, the, yeah, the punk sure. quality. <laughs> I really like Bottom Feeders. Next up, we got Seafoam Shanty. Yeah, this one had more like vocals to it. Okay, so this this is the uh, same group then. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it. And this is a fun one to play to. Like, I enjoy it as music, but some of these work as, like, game tracks better than others. And this one always gets me, like, started right, where it's like, I have this, like, aggressive mentality of, like, okay, I'm going to zoom past as fast as I can. I'm going to tear through everybody. The, the vocals in this one are really weird. But also, I'm looking at the vocalist, and he looks like a, a Pokemon. And I'm like, oh, I guess, like, that thing maybe would make these noises. Yeah, so that's um, Tangle Feeder, and his head is made out of Mozaku, which is an edible seaweed. Okay. I, I just kind of want like, I, I, like, I could, like, just keep listening to this, because it's, it's good. <laughs> uh, what was the next one? Uh, number 13, Shade. Oh, yeah, by Deadfish. Oh, this was, uh, this was another kind of curveball. Yeah, yeah, it's like that, like kind of hip hop EDM sort of thing. Um, I really like this song. This has got a fucking vibe. This is a really cool song. So this is done by Dead Fish. Um, ba 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 da ba ba da. I'm trying to remember her her Wikipedia article is funny. Um, basically. She studied music and got really tired of, like, the pop scene and went underground, like, literally. And so, uh, you only hear her in the Octopus DLC that came out. And I think this plays, like, while you're in the menus or something. Like, th there are some Deadfish songs, but it's basically when you're off the grid. The, the, the freaking vocal hook here is so impressive because it's really catchy and it's gibberish and it's distorted but there's not a lot of music backing it up like when you listen to the previous song you got this fiddle and this guitar and the drums and everything you know there's a lot that can cover up the weird vocals if you don't like it this doesn't have that at all and so it has to work and it does and it's really cool I, I wish there was more of this um, I, I really like Dead Fish also. I mean, again, they just keep making it interesting the more variety they work into it, and the game can only support certain <laughs> tempos. You don't want this playing during a match, I guess. I would be so distracted if this were playing during a match, because I would just be, like, shooting in time to, like, the kick drum on here, and it'd just be like, do, 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 you know, just, just being a total goober, and then I would die. 
So, okay. So the next one is also dead fish. Oh, okay. But it sounds totally different because it's got this electro swing quality to it. Yeah, I, I, I would not have expected that this is the same uh, artist. Yeah, so it goes back to that backstory where, like, she studied music. And so the idea is she mixes, like, at least three genres per track just to experiment. Okay. Um, and so when you're doing the, the Octopus DLC campaign, a lot of those levels are visually weird and jumbly. So all these dead fish tracks fit so well <laughs> while you're like trying to solve puzzles or climb walls and like what what do I even do here? There's like giant moving balls rolling around, and then you get this weird like 1930s. Yeah, this definitely fucking goes places. I honestly though that that idea of like hey I'm gonna make a song every song I make has to have three genres in it is a really interesting way to look at music um i wish more artists would incorporate elements from other genres because it's always fun when people mix unlike things and makes like make it work now it's like what the first time when you hear this. like symphonic metal and you're like holy shit they put an orchestra with the guitars this is great it, what i what i really love though is how like we're at this point where we're in the universe because we're looking at a fictional character that remixed three fictional songs into this track. Yeah. Uh, okay, what was next? Uh, number 10 is... Oh. Kentosis? Yeah, by Dispair. That's a really clever name for a, a group of... A, a duo. No, that's a good band name. I feel like coming off the, the previous song, this one's a little less engaging, just because it's a lot more straightforward. But it's it's got some really cool like melody runs still. It's it's definitely got it's uh tricks up its sleeve. Yeah, I appreciate it just for being different. Um It doesn't stick with me the way that some of these others do, but it also helps round out the soundtrack a bit in, in a way. Yeah. Uh, just for time's sake, I guess we can move a little faster. Uh, oh, Ebb and Flow. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say uh, Ebb and Flow by Off the Hook is kind of the main theme of Splatoon 2. Okay. So these two are the new pop stars that host the game, as it were. Um, so they, they kind of replace Callie and Marie, in a way. Sure. But th this... Oh, I got that. Callie Marie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you recognize the pun there. Yeah. Um, so guess what their pun name is? Uh, what? Pearl and Harbor. Oh, is seriously? So... Oh, it's Pearl and Marina, but people were really quick to point out Marina is a synonym of Herbert. I'll allow it because it's funny. I, well, that's the thing. Splatoon 2 struck hard. Like, it's the kind of sequel where, like, I think a lot of people were almost like, do we need a sequel so fast? But then it came out and it was better in every way. And it was also the people making it clearly enjoyed the game as much as the people that enjoyed the game. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there were so many, I want to say, like, <laughs> borderline edgy jokes or things that got worked into this. <laughs> and it's like, 
the you know the fashion and the the hip music and the young youth culture stuff they leaned into like what do you guys enjoy about this and they built everything around it as much as they could so you know it, it starts off and like you know the first controversy is they're named Pearl Harbor um the other controversy that came up was the first Splatfest uh usually with Splatfest the teams are assigned colors right okay yeah. and during Splatoon's run um people kind of asked like hey you know we noticed there's no red color and Nintendo said well yeah there's a couple colors we want to avoid because it like even though it's just ink and it's cartoony we, you kind of want to avoid certain colors for certain reasons, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, fair enough, but, why, you know, red and blue would look cool. You know, sometimes <coughs> that would have complimented the Splatfest, whatever. So, Splatoon 2 comes out. The very first Splatfest is, hey, kids, do you like ketchup or mayo? Oh, and boy. The fan art of the famous Blood vs. Cum Splatfest. Yeah. <laughs> in-game fan art too like there, there were squids like getting sprayed in the face going like wow I love this white ink um you know the video of like someone like getting a sniper shot and then red explodes everywhere it's like <clears throat> like wow this is great and then I told you that uh the octopus DLC came out yeah and you'll you'll notice here, um, Pearl is a squid and Marina is an octopus, but they're also black and white. Yep. And uh, Pearl is, is like she's she's kind of stupid. And within the universe, there's kind of a bit of like racism. Like the octopus people are bad guys. Okay. Oh. Okay. That, so that was a decision then. That was a decision. <laughs> And there's kind of a running gag that Pearl is oblivious that Marina is an octoling. And so she'll sometimes say stuff that's kind of like, you know, man, you know, those black people are so weird, right? And Marina will just kind of like stand there with like a sad face and look at her like, like, all right, I'm right, I'm right here. And Pearl's like, right? And so <laughs> the octopus DLC comes out. And in that campaign, you play as an octoling and you fight the bad octolings, but you unite the good ones, whatever. And you can now be a playable octoling in the multiplayer. Very first Splatfest, race war. You had to pick if you like squids or octopus more. And there's all this great like race war fan art going up on the walls. <laughs> and it's like they knew, they knew what they were doing. The Blood and Come Race War. Uh, what a time to play the game. That's the kind of those are the kind of stories that the internet gives you, and you're just like, this is this is the memory I get to cherish because mistakes were made, but it had to be the right mistakes in the right order. <laughs> um, should we go on to the next one? Well, I just want to send you this. Here's a quote from Marina. <laughs> they announced the race okay. war, and Pearl's all excited, and then Marina's like, uh, do you think this theme is, I don't know, maybe a little dangerous? <laughs> what cute character designs though I, oh I yeah they're great love, like they're, yeah there's a these are, these look nice dude i still got my pearl marina amiibos on my desk here oh nice no they're good um the next one's also from them which is weird because <laughs> they're costumes they 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 cosplay as biggie smalls and, and p diddy is that right um, I don't know my hip hop people, but I definitely recognize the. No, who who's the one that had the the? I'm wrong. Yeah, but um, <laughs> someone is upset that we don't know this because I'm looking at this and I'm like, I know I know who the this one's supposed to be, uh, Marina, because that that person got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, the songs may be a little more 
Um, I'm sorry, Tupac. 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 Yeah. What a weird game, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, this song is a little more mellow, but I like it. I feel like the lyrics are catchy. Even though it's gibberish. Yeah, which is a fun thing to keep turning back to in this conversation. Uh, number 13, Chop Screwy, which is a really... Uh, fun name. I haven't actually really looked at the names of any of this. I'm just like, oh, I wonder what kind of system of down references are going to be in this song. <laughs> yeah, this is another one I threw in for variety, but I do think it has a good sound. It's definitely another very punk forward um, song. Yeah. Actually, some of the guitar riffing, like around the 38 second mark, pretty good. Like, this is a jam. I think Rip Entry was pretty good, too. Is this the, uh... Same, like, artist as the previous one, or is this a different... Uh, no, this is a different one. Wet okay. Floor. Yeah, this has a different sound, for sure. Uh, so Wet Floor did a lot of the the basic multiplayer match music. I feel like the way the game was weighted, when you get into a match, uh, the song that plays, I think, was random. But I think the pool would rotate weekly or daily. Um, and I think some bands were more likely to show up than others. Because oh, I certainly remember, like, some songs definitely played more than others, but then there would be, like, a week where I didn't hear the song. <clears throat> There's some really cool guitar hooks in this. And then, like, the kind of more digital stuff comes in around the halfway point, and it's like, oh, that's a cool jump for the song. But it also is just, like... It, I don't know, it, it's just a neat, like, artistic decision that someone made when they wrote this. Yeah, I think it complements it really well. Uh, Deluge Dirge. I want to say this is one of my favorites on here. So yeah, this, is, this interesting. is another one of those. It's got that cello. Yeah, so, um, this is from Omega 3. And this is for a game mode where it's actually like uh, Left 4 Dead or something, where you, it's like you fight off waves of enemies as a team. And it's such a spooky song. Well, yeah. What's what I found really fun about this was um, like everything about this whole game is like punk stuff and youth culture, and a part of youth culture that I didn't expect to find is like your first job. Um, this is you working on the docks, and you have, like, a dirty uniform that's just for, like, hazmat reasons. Like, you don't really accessorize and stuff so much, you just get in uniform. Oh, and really? You, yeah, and you fight off salmon and try to steal their eggs for a big bear. They like salmon eggs. That's cool. <laughs> and, yeah. And so, it's a very different kind of game mode. And what was funny was uh, there were some people that preferred this to the versus mode. And so it developed like a culture where sometimes you'll see fan art where it'll be Splatfest or something, but someone draws like their squid trying to sleep like in their apartment while the lights are like blaring through the window. And you oh, see their like their funny. work equipment leaning against the door and they're like just have a pillow over their head. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's kind of relatable. I love this. Yeah, this song is fucking dope. Yeah, the music's good, but it's very different. It's very, like, industrial. I don't think there's any, um... There's not really any vocals on this. I wonder if that helps it. Yeah. There's something kind of charming about, like, you're playing a video game and you're a teenager and you're like, Oh, I guess it's my first 9 to 5 job because it's summer break. I hope this doesn't suck. And they give you a gun and they're like, you gotta go f kill salmon and steal eggs. And you're like, uh-oh. Like, that's such a... Narratively, that is a fucking fantastic hook. I, I love that. 
Yeah, it's really adorable. Um, let's do Headhammer. So, yeah, this is Splatoon 3, and honestly, I have not played much Splatoon 3. It's like, it came out at the worst time, I think. I think it came out, like, the same week as something else that was going on for me. And it's sort of been sitting on my shelf since, and I don't know why. Because it's not bad. Like, it's it's more the same. I love 2 so much. Um, but I haven't, like, gotten back into it for whatever reason. So I wish I had more stories about Splatoon 3, but I did grab a couple tracks that sounded good. I, I really like this song. It's cool. I wish the, um... I wish the snare was a little louder in some parts. I can tell it's automated up and down to fit, but I'm like, oh, no, this is a really good snare sound. This, this, should, this, this could have more focus. The, um, the vocal melodies in this, again, like, the chorus is really cool. I really, I like the vocal here. It, you can tell they got a lot better at this effect, going from the songs from one to two and then to three. Yeah. Like, the, the level of, like, polish is cool. I would love if, like, someone had, like, a live mixing video of one of these songs. would be, But it'd probably be in Japanese and, the you know. Just a lot of really cool decisions. I think similarly, Till Depth Do Us Part. Oh, yeah, this is a Splatfest song. <laughs> By Deep Cut. It must have been fun coming up with the uh, names for the bands and the artists because that's <coughs> difficult to do. Yeah, so uh, the the pop stars for three, um, instead of having two, they decide for number three, let's have three of them. So you get Shiver, Fry, and Big Man. I like these, I like these designs. Um... The one with the blue hair looks kind of like a vampire. Is that supposed to be blood on her fingers? Oh no, I'm guessing that's just like red ink. But yeah, there's there's definitely like weird color choices to, to lean into that stuff. Another one, the freaking vocal hook in this is really good. Yeah, the vocals are good. It, it's weird that they could make so much content out of just gibberish and a wah-wah effect. Yeah. Also makes me want to play around with Wawa effects more. I basically never use them because I'm like, oh, they don't fit the music I'm making. But evidently, you can, <laughs> if you crank them really hard, you can make I, some weird shit. Yeah, I saw a thing. I got that uh, voice mod uh, sound box or soundboard. Um, I someone made a Splatoon like vocoder for that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I should play around with that and get like a Splatoon avatar on VR chat. I want to say that was it. Yeah, there was one at oh. the end that I think is a live. Yeah, so this is more just because it's funny to look at. But yeah, it was a live show. And it was uh, that incantation. We covered that earlier. But it's like a remix with a deep cut in it. <laughs> but Got I just wanted like to show you that so you, you could experience the fun. Yeah, it, it, it is cool. Um, the, the, this, the, the things that uh, Japanese companies are willing to do, as far as like Hatsune Miku being a thing, um, I guess uh, Riot Games did something similar with with their pop music. So it's not just it's not just uh, Japanese games. Yeah, is Riot the only like Western company competing with this? Like, like the only company staying modern times? I I think so. It's weird, right? In- I'm not really a gamer, so I don't I don't follow this shit a whole lot. I just get what's built to me, but it does seem like there are, you know, concerts that play like all the Zelda music, right? I think you've been to one of those. There are there are 
concerts for Sonic music, and there's this, and there's Hatsune Miku, which is fake, but not fake, but mostly fake, and it's cool. Like, I don't know if I would go to, I, I would go to a, a symphony to hear Zelda music, for sure, but like some of that other stuff, I don't know if I'd go to it, but I'm glad it is an option for people, because I think it is legitimately a very neat thing that humans are doing. It's interesting, at least, and it's fun in the best case scenario. Yeah. And I I don't want to take away from that just because it's maybe not always my thing. But I, I think that's our, our, our episode of, of Splatoon songs. I had a lot of fun listening to this. I had a lot of fun talking about it. Yeah, you know, I was going into this very unsure how you would feel about it. Because you actually have an ear, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't know what I'm talking about, and I also have emotional positive connection to the fun of the game itself. Sure. So handing this off to you blind was such an experiment. I like the... Because it reminds me of that Final Fantasy episode we did where you walked me through a bunch of music for 14, and then we're like, here's what happens in this dungeon. And I got to kind of live vicariously through the music and you talking about it. We did that a bit here. And honestly, this is a good time for me. I, I had a lot of fucking fun with this episode. I don't know if these are fun to listen to, but goddamn, are they fun to do? Well, I am glad you had fun. Um, I don't know. Do we want to just move to a glad space? We got any closing comments? Are we? No, I think we, we could do a glad space. Okay. Um, do you have one? That. Yeah, I, I got a weird one. Um, my my glad space. I've been getting recommendations on Facebook lately for different art groups, and not all of them are created equally. But <laughs> one of them I ended up joining is Dark Art Two D A R C Art, and then I I, and it's basically just like really weird, kind of surreal, horrific art that uh, gets posted. It is curated by a mod team, so it's not like a bunch of mid journey stuff. It's like actual paintings, actual sculptures, actual photoshops of things that, you know, the, the artist is always uh, tagged or at least mentioned. So it's like, hey, here's a real person that made this. And there's some really fucking sick, cool pieces of art that get shared. Um, and I've just been having a really good time, like, checking in on this, you know, once a day and just seeing, like, what new paintings got posted. I think there's some really cool ones. Oh, that's pretty. Uh, there's a really fucking sweet one of, like, the moon smoking a, a rocket. And the rocket was, like, a, a joint. I'm trying to find it. But, yeah, the, the, I, I would say uh, if you get bored, if you're on Facebook still, and, you know, why are we? But we are sometimes. Uh, find some cool art groups to follow. I really like this one. If, you, if you're into, like, really weird, um, spooky, surreal range images like here's a really cool one of just like an elf girl uh with with like kind of demon dark crow wings like it's a oh gorgeous picture it's really neat no that's very nice i'm always amazed at like what people are capable of doing and i think it's it's fun to be reminded of that once in a while especially if you're starting to feel kind of depressed and all of a sudden you see a cool piece of art and you're like you know what it's cool we, we can do this everybody there's Someone drew someone drew something fucked up. I think like one of the things that I like about the Splatoon soundtrack is it felt like music, like they were actually like expressing things even though you know it's crafted by a corporation for a children's game. It still felt like there was artistic expression and just how crazy wild the variety gets. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, going out of your way to look for, you know, actual art can be very therapeutic. One of the reasons why I um, didn't join a handful of others was because a lot of them were quickly like, oh, this is cool. And then all of a sudden there's like 12 posts that are from Midjourney. And as someone who thinks Midjourney is cool, when I'm looking for like art, art, like I don't want that. I want I want something a lot, you know, more human. Oh, yeah, it's got, like, a body horror to it, also. 
No, that's a very interesting piece. I, I've been having a lot of fun again? with that. What was the name of that? Uh, Dark Art 2. Uh, D-A-R-C. That's a good one. What about you, Cameron? What are you happy about uh, about this week? Or in general? Oh, <laughs> so I don't know why, but for whatever reason, last couple weeks, uh, I got into playing Phasmophobia, like a little more regular. Okay. And I've been playing with uh, Tyler and Sable and Joe. Yeah, I heard him kind of making noises about it the other day. I <laughs> it was it was funny. Um, I think he screamed at one point, like something startled him. And it's like there's something like this game. If you watch video footage of it, it's not that scary. But when you're wearing a VR headset, the silence and the dark really gets to you really fast. Uh, we, <clears throat> we had this one where, are you familiar with it? Yeah, yeah, uh, you showed me, I think you showed me a clip or two of it on this podcast, like, two or three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, honestly, it might have been in Glad's face recently, but I, I just, I'll play, like, one round and get too scared and stop, and this last week I've been able to, like, play longer sessions. Oh, nice. And, Yeah. Uh, but it's also kind of funny because, like, I'm still scared, so I will, like, I'll stay in the trailer and monitor the cameras where nothing can get me. And uh, we're doing one game, and Sable found a Ouija board. So we set the Ouija board down, <laughs> and we said, okay, well, should we ask the question? It's like, okay, um, are you here? And then the thing starts moving, and it says no. And we're like, oh, we got a smart-ass ghost here. Um, so <laughs> the two of us left... But Sable was still in there. And I'm looking at the camera, and it's like, well, I wonder if something will happen. And then the Ouija board exploded. And there was, like, just a cloud of dust where the Ouija board was. And it completely obscured the camera for a second. And as soon as the dust started to clear, we could see uh, Sable being choked to death by a ghost, like, right in front of the front door. He probably deserved it. And so we're like, uh oh, so I like I go back and <laughs> and I open the front door and I'm like very slowly opening it, I'm like, Sable, are you okay? And he's just like his dead body's like lying right there. I'm like, okay. So I close the door. And I go back to Tyler and say, Yeah, Sable's dead. He's like, okay. So we went over the evidence. We said, Okay, we think it's this kind of ghost. Uh we should go back and get the equipment. And so he leaves the trailer and I'm like putting equipment away. And it's like as soon as he enters the house. I hear the door slam shut. So I'm like, oh, great. So I go and I open the door. I'm like, Tyler, are you okay? And I very slowly open it. And he's like being choked to death by ghosts. So I'm like, okay. So I just like close the door <laughs> and left. There's just, there's very weird moments. Like it can be a genuinely scary experience or it can be like the silliest Scooby-Doo bullshit ever. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun. Uh, Emily brought that up to me today. She said, uh, she knows some people that have been playing it, and she thought, she's like, are you going to play it? And I was like, probably not, because I don't really play video games, and I, I, I the, the concept's fun. It doesn't really seem like something I want to play, Yeah, but I don't I'm glad know. people are having fun. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's your kind of thing, Um, as much as I would like to play with you. I can't mm -hmm. imagine you, like, enjoying it quite as much. You You don't care for, like, role play as much. Not really, no. Yeah, I think part of it is, like, getting into the mentality. Like, I'm hunting for ghosts. Yeah, I am I either want, like, a good story or, like, a really gameplay objective hook when I game these days. Or or we're just fucking around in VR chat where I'm kind of looking for, a, you know, shit posts. Yeah. And uh, I to me, like, sometimes playing video games feels kind of like work. Which is why I don't play it very often. And when I play games, it's usually, like... A couple like two hours a week maybe three it takes me forever to get through anything uh and so now i'm like oh well if it's over 12 hours like oof it took me a while to finish doom and i like doom like doom 2 and doom the the, the newer versions of it are fantastic games but i did not play them quickly so yeah um i like maybe uh one of these days like joe can set you up on his computer and you can like try around but yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think it's really for you. <laughs> He's been meaning to at some point get me to try um, Half Life Alex. 
And oh, then, you haven't even tried that yet. I guess yet. that will ruin uh, kind of VR games for me because that one is so much better than all you the know, others. You know, it's funny. Like, I played Half-Life Alex, and it's very good. I, I could say it's the best. But I think I've been enjoying the Warhammer game a lot more, and that's like borderline phone game. Like, it is so clunky and low poly compared to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's my glad space is Phasmophobia. Hell yeah. I guess that's everything. I hope everybody had a good year. I really, uh, I feel bad that we weren't there to record shows but i also feel good to be back in the saddle you know sometimes uh you, you need a little break to recharge i hope people like the amphibia episode emily and i recorded oh yeah that was fun too i didn't like editing it because editing podcast fucking suck sorry you have to do it that's why i don't edit mine <laughs> <laughs> Should we say goodbye? There. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.